You're listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This is Eugene Hernandez, Deputy Director here at Film at Lincoln Center. Today we're sharing a conversation following the 57th New York Film Festival premiere of Kantamir Balagov's Beanpole. Now in theaters, his second feature follows two women in post-World War II Leningrad as they attempt to readjust to a haunted world. The 28-year-old director joined us to discuss the trauma of war, capturing human connection, and more. Let's go now to the conversation, moderated by Film at Lincoln Center programmer Florence Almazzini, with translation from Sasha Corbett. I mean, it's, it's a very big Russian story. It's set in the, in the Second World War in Leningrad, and it deals with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and, and the trauma of the war, but really mostly strongly on the female point of view, which is pretty rare, because we've seen several films where it's like soldiers coming back from the war and dealing with trauma, where we don't think that much about the woman experiencing the war. So one was a fighter and one was on the, the, at home, like one is on the front, one coming back. So can you talk about your interest about uh, talking about really um, a stronger female point of view dealing uh, with the war and the, the stress dealing with that? Uh, it came to me from the book, Stuan Alexievich's book on women, the face of war. So I always said that uh, I knew nothing about the war and this book showed me uh, how huge was the sacrifice that females made. So I was, I was obsessed by this book. It's like a book uh, with, full of interviews of females Females who fought at the Second World War. And yeah, I just got obsessed with this idea. And in 2015, after I finished this book, I I knew that I want to make a film about it because in modern Russian cinema, no one has shown the female side of the war. In Soviet cinema, only Orisa Shepitika's film Wings, just showing how uh, the female struggle after the war. So I just I just feel comfortable with the woman as a uh, as a human being. For me it's my first one and the second one is about female stories and I'm really interested to discover with the help of my characters myself my female side and yeah, I think I I answered your question, right? <laughs> yes, you did. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's also kind of two points of view because one is fighting in the front and one is in the back. Um, so it's pretty interesting to see the contrast and then the contrast with the male uh, point of view, which is kind of in the background. Um, I think in terms of Russian cinema, like we, we've seen movies dealing with the war, but. The female, it's, then it's a love story only and the relationship with the male, which here it goes further. And I thought it was a very um, deeply moving to see it this way. So you know, it was great that you could um, make this into a film. But I think we should greet Svan Alexievich because she made a, a, an amazing job with, with this book. So I really want to share my experience with the person's uh, who the same age as me, because I think I'm not the only one who knew nothing. 
It's a famous saying. <laughs> All I know is I know nothing. <laughs> um, there's there's something pretty interesting in the way you introduce the character because it comes slowly, and it's and we learn slowly who they are, what their relationship are, and what they are doing. And it's pretty discomforting and destabilizing to see the path you're taking with this. So I was wanted to know if you could talk about your intention in, in doing this, because um, I think it makes the audience very captivated in learning and, and trying to figure it out. And I, I assume it was your intention, but I would like to know if you could talk a little bit about You mean the, the slow pace of the film and yeah. the rhythm of the film? It's like the rhythm of the film and also the way you introduce each character and their relationship with each other. Well, uh, the slow pace, this, uh, the film has this pace because uh, the uh, people were so exhausted. And uh, when we were making, when, when we made the rehearsals with the actresses, we tried to find the specific language, specific body language, specific intonation, because, because as I said, the people were exhausted and they said differently, uh, the silence between words were, was uh, different. And we tried to find it and I don't know, it just depends from the scene, the rhythm, the, the mise-en-scene. Because uh, from the beginning, the scene when Masha returns from the war, uh, it was editing with the cuts. But after we made a pre-shoot and I edited the pre-shoot and I understood that I don't have a right to, uh, to interrupt her feelings with the, this editing cuts be because in this scene, she understands that the boy, the, the child, is, is dead. And it's really important to, uh, it's really important that, sorry, I'll switch in Russian because uh, my English is not so good enough. It's very important that and it's very important that the audience would come to uh, would compa be compassionate to Masha at this moment of the film. And that's why this scene is uh, one long take, one, yeah. one long shot. So, as I said, it depends from the scene. Um, both actresses are really amazing. So, can you talk about finding them? Um, did you know them when you were writing the film, or did, did you find them both at the same time, and did you know the chemistry that would work with both of them together? Uh, it, it, it's, it's, uh, well, it was a surprising experience, because uh, they both came on the first day of the casting, so from the first day, yeah, I knew that I have my main characters. The same, the first day, they both yeah. came? Yeah, yeah. But they're new actresses, right? Yeah, they were studying uh, the acting school when we were shooting. So, yeah, this, this is their first future film for the, for them. Uh, we, we made some rehearsals. Uh, to be honest, I tried to uh, to. Uh, Мы делали репетиции, и я репетировал с разными актерами, я искал разные тандемы. Yeah, we were rehearsing, and while they were, during the rehearsals, we tried different actors for those scenes. Но 
именно химия, которая нужна была, химия персонажей, которая искал, была только между Василисой и Викторией, исполнительницей. И, собственно, после утверждения главных героини мы перевезли их в Петербург и вместе с ними снимали пришут, репетировали, читали книги, смотрели фильмы. Would you have changed the name of the film if you didn't get uh, Victoria with the <laughs> giraffe? I mean, she's called the giraffe in French. Uh, no. You would have changed everything. No, no, because it's not, it's not, it's not about high binpo. Uh, in Russian, it's, it means clumsiness in, in some way. So not only Ia is binpo, the, Each character in the in, in the film is binpol because they feel clumsy, and the way that the way they're trying to start a normal life of the war, this is a clumsy way. So, a moral is clumsy too. Well, I mean, it's called um, a tall girl, also in French, and I think the translation from the title is missed. In That's the difficulty of a translation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, but then if you don't get a tall actress, it doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> but the clumsiness, uh, I see what you mean, but in terms of acting, they're extremely precise in what they're doing. And I think they do bring all the, the trauma and the difficulty of building something new in, in this time, and uh, they're just really both wonderful. Thank um, you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, Do you have one final question for you? I mean, I have many, many more questions, but I'm sure people want to talk to. It's maybe about the cinematography, because I believe you also worked as a DP in some... She's in, an amazing, but, yeah. amazing, amazing DP. Mm -hmm. she, she was uh, 24 while we were shooting this film. Uh, she had some few... She shot some f f two or three films before the pinball. Uh, and yeah, she just she has so unique vision, and I just I just could relax on the set and just Xenia, we need to make this one and this this. I just find my soulmate, so I'm happy to have her on the binpo, and I hope we will continue. But did you give her specific instruction in terms of the color palette? Yeah, you we were tried. Yeah, for yeah. We, from the beginning, the film should be black and white, but. Uh, after I made some researches in personal diaries, I found that I should bring colors in this film for many, many reasons. And uh, we tried to find our colors. Uh, uh, we, we watched a lot of paintings, Dutch paintings and uh, Vermeer. And uh, because with my first film, I was inspired by photo documentary, like Magnum Photo Agency. Yes. Uh, and with my second one, I, I wanted to work with a painting, artist painting. So yeah, we just just wanted to our film to look a little bit unique because of the war, war film, and there's a lot of war films in Russia and the Soviet Union. So we wanted to look a little bit unique. I think it's quite unique. <laughs> Thank you.
So while we're on the topic of color, um, I noticed that there was a lot of use of green and red. They were painting the wall green. Their costumes changed, obviously the hair color. Could you speak a little bit more about the use of that and, and the switching of the clothing? Um, they, they kind of switched there as well. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a two main colors. Yeah, red and ochre. Color is uh, color of rust and color of trauma. That's why uh, Masha has red hair and her son uh, has red hair because uh, she has a physical trauma, mental trauma, so yeah. Uh, and that's why Ia in the in the in the end of the film wears a red uh, sweater, yeah, yeah, sweater, cardigan, yeah, sweater. Yes, because Masha just brings her trauma into in in, in Ia, uh, and uh, the green color for me is like uh, the color of hope and ability to give life, to give birth to someone. So. Yeah, as, as you mentioned, there's a d dynamic, there's a stagnation. It depends from the scene and depends what I wanted to say because I, I try to use colors when I don't have to say something. I want to feel something. It's really important. I, I love the movie. I, I was wondering if you could say a little bit about the, the end of the movie where uh, they go to dinner at the, uh, or lunch at the... Uh, uh, with the parents. parents' house, yeah, and I, it just—I thought it was just a fascinating scene, but it was just very strange, and I just wondered. It, I felt like there, there must be some further explication and background to that, to the way you played that, that, that interaction. Мне почему-то казалось, что там довольно-таки достаточно объяснений. То есть, ну, по крайней мере, бэкграунд. Дело вот в чем. Я хотел этой сценой... Эта сцена — это квинтиссенция того, что есть в книге Алексеевич, как раз-таки отношение к женщинам с фронта и с чем женщины сталкивались. Да, в самом деле, я думаю, что я объяснил достаточно хорошо в сцене и на обеде. Но сцена — это квинтиссенция, и она относится к Но мы со сценаристом пытались создать некую двойственность в этой сцене. Мы хотели, чтобы у зрителя было сложилось впечатление непонимания, говорит ли Маша правду, либо просто издевается на это. But at the same time, we try to create some sort of a duality in this scene, especially when it comes to Masha and she talks, uh, she gives her monologue, her speech. We didn't want you to quite understand whether she's serious about it or she speaks with sarcasm. And? Uh, oh, you want you want me to tell if she's trolling her or telling the truth? <laughs> That's a secret. We we will get more about that soon. Okay. Thank you. I loved the movie, but I was wondering what the reason was for the murder of the little boy. Uh, it was a PTSD. She just froze it. It wasn't. Uh, it it wasn't. Uh, Intentional, yeah, it wasn't intentional. She just, she just froze. 
Yeah, um, I have a question about the treatment of the female body in the film, um, because we see in the bathing house, um, it's a very surprising scene in that it can very easily go very voyeuristic, but I think the way you treat it seems very vulnerable, and also when the women were having sex, they never actually go stark naked. So I was just wondering, what are your reasons for displaying the female bodies in that sense? Ну, я думаю, что это в целом зависит от того, как снимается сцена, то есть от, как же сказать-то, от того, какая общность у кадра, какая крупность у кадра. I think it all depends on the on the width and the large of the screen when we're talking about the the scenes. И то, что я просто чуть-чуть не понимаю суть вопроса, мое отношение к женскому телу. So I really I quite don't understand the the question my relationship towards the the female body. What exactly were you trying to ask? Um, I guess I was just wondering. Um, because I think um, the question of I think desire and then the body's relations I'm sorry I think it's a bit complicated просто в сцене я попробую все-таки ответить как я понял I will try to 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 answer that question просто в сцене Зачатие ребенка там нет никакого желания. Это 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 реакция на шантаж и это это больше какой-то спасительный акт, а не акт желания. Yeah, so it's for example in the scene when they're trying to conceive the child, there is no such a thing as a desire. It's more as the act to save someone when someone is blackmailing. Но когда, например, я снимаю тела и раненые тела, женские, мужские, женские, мужские, я, если честно, пытаюсь не разделять их гендерно, я пытаюсь посмотреть на них с точки зрения тела, с точки зрения тела как человеческого тела. But when I'm shooting any type of body, whether it's a male body or female body, I don't try to make an accent on their gender rather than on their humanity. Um, I do have another question um, because we are talking about a lot of things in the film, but the, the sound design also is extremely precise and very important in the film. From the introduction of the characters all the way through the film. So can you talk a little bit about your, your work on the sound, the sound design and your ideas into making it so specific? Фильм начинается именно так, потому что, ну, понятное дело, что, во-первых, мы хотели задать сразу э, болезнь главной героини, потому что я понимал, что второе ее зависание будет на ключевой моменте, и это зависание должно было быть запоминающимся. Но вот это ее странное звучание и физика — это некая аллегория на то, на попытку создать... Это аллегория на то, что после войны мир создается все время заново, с нуля. И это такая, каждый ее новый звук, это как сброс на ноль, сброс на ноль. Она пытается начать заново и все время сбрасывается на ноль. То есть это такое... 
So and that uh, that weird uh, sound that we perceive at the beginning of the film, it's sort of an allegory of that uh, everything you need to start from the beginning after the war. And so all, all those uh, technical sounds, it's like a, a, ma a main uh, character trying to go back to zero and start, uh, trying to start again. And, and the same works with the scene with the dress. Yeah. Mm. When, when she's circling around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hello, thank you very much for, for the film. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I have the following question. In terms of the, re the relationship between the uh, two main characters, how have you described it to the actresses, what uh, you want them to portray? I heard this question a lot, so <laughs> I have an answer. Uh, <laughs> I would describe it as a, one human being is another human being. That's really important to understand because when we're trying to describe the motivation by gender, I think we're a little bit simplified. We limited it, right? Yeah, limited it. So, simplifying. Simpl or simplifying. So yeah, uh, for me, on the first place was uh, human re human relationships. First of all, I would like to. Thank you for the film. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, Thank you. The city which you were portraying in the film is my in the city where I was born, Saint Petersburg, and I have never seen Saint Petersburg, the post World War Saint Petersburg, in such bright colors, and it was something quite unique. Thank you. And the question I would like to ask you is um, the ending of the movie when the two characters say, "We will." have a baby and it will heal us. I had a feeling that there was a little bit more to this ending than just words. I, I felt that there was some metaphor and I was wondering if this metaphor were, was intentional or it was just my imagination. I'll also ask this question in Russian. Я просто хотел спросить финал фильма, когда две героини, когда героиня говорит, у нас будет ребенок, он нас вылечит. Было ли, была ли это задумка режиссерская ваша, или, или может быть мне так показалось? differently because of your own experience. And I think that each understanding of the film, I, for example, your understanding of, of the film will be much more richful than, than mine. So I don't want to, I don't want to destroy that, that emotional impact. Thank you. We're going to run out of time, but I did have, I wanted to know um, if you were working on something else, because you made two pretty heavy movie um, dealing with, I guess, the war and, and different, the past, type of, yeah. different type of wars, but, you know, in Russian um, history, and if you were working on something else, and if you had more wars to explore. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying. Yeah, I... I, I 
I only knows that uh, I only know that I want to make uh, my third one about my homeland, North Caucasus, in Nalchik, and uh, it will be more than a story about nowadays because I'm a little bit tired of the past, from the past, and uh, I think it will be a male story now. So we'll and a comedy. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will try. Uh, yeah, I will try my best. The movie is really beautiful, and, and I'm really glad we could have you here tonight. Uh, thanks again for being here. Thanks to Kino for buying the film, which is going to open in the US, I think, in January. In January 2020. January, yes. And uh, I hope you'll be back with thank a comedy or drama or a story. I hope to. Thank you so much. Thank you very thank much. You so thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. been listening to the film at lincoln center podcast our opening music is by steelism you can subscribe on itunes stitcher and spotify film at lincoln center is a non-profit arts organization based in new york city and supported by individuals just like you for 50 years we've been dedicated to supporting the art and elevating the craft of cinema and enriching film culture through the programming of festivals series retrospectives and new releases the publication of Film Comment, the presentation of podcasts, talks, and special events, the creation and implementation of artist initiatives, and our film and education curriculum and screenings. To learn more about what we do and support Film at Lincoln Center by becoming a member, visit filmlink.org. That's F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C dot org.